Welcome to Mr. Butler's class, where I'm going to show you how to make money, save money or store money, and then most importantly, how to multiply it through investing. Here we go. Hello, you reach Jake Butler with Mr. Butler's class. This is my first iPod uh, show, and I'm very glad that you're here. Uh, you've come to the right place if you've come to learn about money, want to learn how to make it, want to learn how to keep it, want to learn how to invest it. You've come to the right place. Uh, my name is Jake Butler. I started as a school teacher. I was a school teacher for six years. Uh, then I came across the definition of insanity which is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result. And um, one day, uh, one of my students, one of my sixth grade students, jumped in my face and like, Mr. Butler, I'm going to F you up. I said, what? You want to do what? So come to find out, I had a kid in my class uh, who had some behavioral issues, and um, he was on medicine and didn't take it that day. So he was acting irate. Let me tell you, he was acting irate. So one of the students said, man, sit down, man, sit down, sit down, man. You know, Mr. Butler, cool. So, uh, man, so many things flashed in front of my face that day. Um, I couldn't touch the boy because I knew I would, you know, lose my job. You can't touch uh, students. So um, when I went home that day, I happened to re happened to be reading one of my investment books. And um, the definition of insanity came across. And I just happened to think about that word over and over and over and i said to myself for the last six years i've been getting up going to school uh going to you know going to work teaching and then during the summer i would get a job at the park uh teaching students how to play basketball teaching kids how to play basketball and coordinating basketball leagues for parks and recreation uh for the department of parks and recreation for the city and um I said, man, I got to do something different. I'm going on six years doing the same thing. And I really hadn't sat and thought about, you know, what was next after teaching or how I could make more money while I was teaching. The only thing or only way that I really knew was to take some more educational classes and work towards becoming an assistant principal or principal or maybe even a counselor. And um, that wasn't really what I wanted to do um, before that. I had a after school program, uh, a basketball academic program where um, I would take high school students that didn't make their JV team uh, in the ninth grade. And then they would try out for a program called Butler Basketball School, where I would then work with them for a full year. After school, they would have tutoring and um, study hall, depending on their grades. And then we would have a basketball practice. So these kids didn't make their JV basketball team. They had got cut, similar to how, you know, Michael Jordan had got cut um, during his year in high school. Um, actually, he tried out for varsity, didn't make varsity, varsity and ended up playing JV. So they kind of embellished that story a little bit. But um, at any rate, the my first after-school program, the students didn't make their basketball team, the JV team. And so they would work out with me uh, for a full year. Um, academics first after school for an hour and a half and then um, we would have basketball practice and then we would schedule games against 
um, private schools because um, most public schools don't have uh, freshman teams. So after a year, the next year, um, 12 out of my 15 students, uh, 15 um, players make the JV team and the high school go ends up going 17 and one. So they won 17 games, only lost one. And um, over half the team were, were students um, from my after school um, basketball academic program. So um, that's kind of how I got started and fell into teaching because the principal at the school um, was a good friend of mine. And um, I happened to start there as a substitute teacher. And then I've always had an interest in basketball. Uh, I was an equipment manager at the University of Miami uh, for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, Because of my uh, blood disorder, sickle cell anemia, I wasn't able to play college basketball, but I became uh, an equipment manager. So I've always been around the game, Uh, thought about about being a sports agent for a while, uh, then thought about getting into coaching, but uh, happened to fall into teaching. And this one particular day that this student jumped in my face, I said, man, this is crazy. So I went home that day, um, came across the definition of insanity and just started thinking about what I could do differently to potentially get out of my teaching job. And um, that particular summer that was coming up, uh, myself and uh, my sister's roommate at the time um, went to Atlanta to take a foreclosure course. So I took a three day class uh, on foreclosures, learning how to invest Uh, foreclosure, mortgage foreclosure actually is when. Uh, someone, you know, gets behind and money that they owe to the bank um, and the bank tries to take their their property as a result. Um, so that's one of the areas where I started. And that particular summer, me and my, my friend, we made fifteen thousand dollars in real estate uh, with no money out of my pocket. The only money we had out of pocket was about maybe a thousand dollars on um, stamps on postcards we mailed out. Um, and my friend had some money that her uh, parents had gave her from um, for graduating, uh, graduating high school, actually. And um, she had some money on a credit card and we used that to to do our mailing. So uh, that particular summer, I didn't, you know, work at the park teaching basketball like I previously did, because I said I'm going to do something different this summer, because every summer previously for six years, I would work at the park, you know, go to school during the year, teach at the school during the year. And um teach at the park um, basketball clinics during the summer. So that particular summer, I didn't do it. I did something different. And that one decision to do something different made a significant, um, you know, change in my life. So that summer, I actually got an eviction notice. I had to borrow some money from my aunt um, because I got an eviction notice because teachers, well, I was getting paid on a 10 month uh, pay scale where when you're a teacher, you can choose a 10 month or a 12 month. Um, But I was on a 10 month pay scale. So those two months, those two to three months where there's summer break, uh, I didn't have a check coming. So um, I had to you know, make some money another way. And um, that's what I chose to do. So if you happen to be unhappy with a current situation and you've been doing the same thing over and over, you are going to have to do something different if you want a different result. And um, to do something different, you know, not to get a job that summer, which I was used to, to do something different, show up in my, my friend's um, condo every day and um, work until, you know, five, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. 
that one that one decision to do something different made a huge difference in my life or has made a huge difference in my life. Because when we made 15,000 that summer, we split it. And um, so I took my 7,500. And when I went back to school to teach the following year, I just jumped all in with learning how to invest and and learning how to make money um, with putting very little to no money down in real estate, which most people start with what's called an assignment of contract where you can uh, get a property under contract and then sell your position to an investor that has the money. So that's how I got started in real estate. That's how I got started in investing. And over a two year period, uh, put together $100,000 and then quit my job. And my plan was to live off of 50,000 and reinvest the other 50,000. So that's how I had planned to spend the 100,000. So I did that. And because I wasn't comfortable quitting my job unless I had a full year salary in the bank, because I knew that if I had a full year salary and I wasn't successful, if I wasn't able to multiply the money, then I would just go back and be a school teacher because your license, your school teaching license lasts you um, for several years, as long as you keep renewing it. So once I quit, my plan was to take 50000 uh, purchase a property, and then uh, sell that property, and then reinvest in another property, um, which I figured I could do two over a one-year period. I could do that two times. Um, and then that would give me enough money to buy at least a 20-unit apartment building. So I took 50 aside, put it in the bank to live off of. Uh, so that kind of became my salary uh, for one year. And then I took the other 50,000 and I began to, to invest. So my plan was to do the same thing that I had been doing to, you know, help to compose the 100,000, get, get a property under contract. And then uh, once I control the, the property or control the, the contract, then I would go and look for uh, another investor who had, you know, money and um, more money than I had. And, um, and he would buy the property and then fix it up and then resell it and put it on the market. So that's called an assignment of contract where you actually sell your position in your contract to someone else. So I did that. Um, and well, that's how I put together the 100000 But when I quit during the one year, the plan was to not sell the contract this time, but actually fix up the property and then resell it. So instead of selling the con, instead of getting the property under contract, and then selling my position in the contract, my plan was to actually buy the property, own the property, and then uh, make any repairs that needed, that were needed, and then resell the property. Um, and at the time, it was about a forty to fifty thousand dollar profit margin um, on the analysis that I had been running on properties. And um, I knew quite a few people um, that were in real estate that were buying properties, fixing them up, and reselling them. Um, also, I had been going to the local real estate investment clubs in my area uh, to increase my network and just to increase my support. Um, because when you're out there, you know, being an entrepreneur or trying to start your own business, um, it can get quite lonely sometimes. So you want to at least try to create a support system um, for, for what you're trying to do. One, so you don't give up. Uh, two, you're going to need somebody to lean on at some, at some point, uh, you know, during the process. So in 2007, the economy crashed and banks stopped loaning money. 
So the little plan I had was not going to work. Um, so I ended up having to rent the property. I never forget. I was going to make about thirty-five to forty thousand dollars if I resold it, and um, then I was going to turn around and, and buy another one um, and do the same thing again. But I found out very quickly that you couldn't buy much for fifty thousand dollars unless you went into you know some pretty rough neighborhoods. So with the fifty thousand. I then got a um, a loan from a private investor, what they call a hard money lender, which is someone that loans money, you know, professionally, um, but usually at a very high interest rate. So I got money from them. I think the loan was for about I forget how much it was, about seventy thousand. Plus I had my fifty thousand, so I used part of it for a down payment, and I used another part of it to do the renovations on the property. But the only problem was the two contracts uh, that I had, the two buyers that were interested. I get a letter from their bank that they're getting their loan from. And the letter says that, I'm sorry, but we're no longer going to lend this buyer the money to buy your house. I said, what? You've got to be kidding me. So banks stopped loaning money. Um, We went into a a national crisis in 2007, which um, the U.S. goes into a recession once every 10 to 12 years. So um, we're due for a recession now. Um, starting to be talked about quite a lot on, on the news. And there's several ways to make money during a recession, which I'll get to those in some other episodes. But there are a lot of ways to make money uh, in a recession. When people are scared, that's when you should be buying and investing the most aggressive. Um, and then when everybody's calm and happy and buying, then that's when um, that's when you should sit tight. So um, that's always something good to remember. I've learned that from a lot of a lot of the, the mentors I've had over the years. So anyway, um, I ended up renting out the property and then I get baptized in Section 8 because the tenant doesn't pay me. So um, I didn't want my credit to go bad. So I kept paying the mortgage myself. So meanwhile, my 50,000, you can imagine, is starting to get quite low. So I said, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I spent all this time putting together this plan. And it wasn't really seeming, you know, look like it was going to work out. So when I had uh, quit my job, I purposely had brought uh, a condo because if you uh, don't have a steady job, you know, banks won't loan you money. So I brought a condo and I brought one that was somewhat less than what I could afford because I knew I was getting ready to uh, quit my teaching job. And. I didn't want my mortgage to be like over five or six hundred dollars. So I knew that if my little plan I had didn't work out, I could get a job working at the grocery store, you know, bagging groceries and I still would be able to make enough money to pay my rent. So you always want to have a backup plan in case your original plan doesn't work. And I didn't want to be out in the street or we're trying to, you know, sleep at sleep at some of my friends houses if my plan didn't work out. So my backup plan was to. You know, just get a regular job at a supermarket or something uh, if the plan didn't work out. So I purposely had brought a condo uh, where the mortgage wasn't more than like four or five hundred dollars because I could, you know, carry that, you know, if my plan didn't work. So I end up my fifty thousand dollars is running short by this time. So I end up uh, calling a friend of mine and getting a job um, at an online educational school. which that was interesting because after four months of being there, they end up laying off their entire department, the entire sales department, which is the department that I started in. And um, that's when I learned very quickly that 
having a job or working for someone else is not really a security or is a false sense of security. So even if you have a job, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you have to should always be working on um, another stream of income. The average millionaire has three to seven streams of income, three to seven different streams of income. So um, you want to become versed in multiple areas. You know, you want to you know do what you like, do what you enjoy. But you want to also look for ways to make money inside of the things that you like and that you enjoy, um, because one of those income streams could dry up. So you want to become what they call multidimensional. A friend of mine has a clothing line called multidimensional, which is pretty cool. Um, You want to become multidimensional because you want to be skilled, financially skilled in multiple areas. So not knowing how to make money just one way. Um, And now you can learn how to make money online. You can learn how to um, make money as an entrepreneur, as a consultant. Uh, If you're artistic, you can draw, play music. You've got to, you know, look at the different ways, you know, you know how to make money. I recommend strongly writing down all the things you like to do. Um, And then what you can start to do is look for different ways to make money around the things that you like to do. Because if you like doing it, then it really doesn't seem like work. But anyway, currently have assets now over a million dollars. It's been, you know, several years. We're now in uh, what, 2020. So, um keep at it, keep going, never give up. Um, I'm going to break it down as far as money and money and how to invest and how to grow your money as most simply, I think that's a word simply as simple and as basic as I can. Um, I used to teach kids with learning disabilities, ADD, ADHD, dysgraphia, uh, short-term memory issues. Um, so I really got to, to learn how the brain works and how the mind works. And actually, all adults and all human beings actually learn the same way. Um, It's just that students that have learning disabilities learn a little bit differently. But we all learn either through seeing it, hearing it, or actually doing it. So those are the three ways that we learn. Learn auditorily, visually, or what they call kinesthetically, which is also, um, you know, physically doing the task. So what I've tried to do and what I've attempted to do is incorporate all three of those aspects Uh, within my lessons and within my trainings and within my teachings and within my mentoring um, because I like to help people reach their goals uh, as quickly as they can. It takes about 12 years to put together a million dollars on average. You can do it quicker now with um, with the Internet and some of the technologies of the Internet, depending on your business. But um, if you're, you know, 18, 20, even 30, um, if you follow my advice, you can definitely have a million or more um, within 12 years or less. Um, I've had students that have made 23,000 within um, a 15 day period. And another student um, who actually quit his job after coming to some of my investment classes um, six months after getting involved with um, some of the strategies and so forth. And um, that's pretty much it. So I wish the best for you. Take a look at my if you don't know where to start. Take a look at my free um, book, uh, How to Make Money When You Have No Money. Um, You can go to my website, studentslearntoinvest.com. Students learn, and then it's the number two, not the word two, uh, studentslearntoinvest.com. And then you will get the download for uh, my youth edition. I'm still working on my adult edition, which should be out pretty soon. But my youth edition gives 100 ways for students and teenagers to make money.
Um, so that's a really good start. And then um, I have Mr. Butler's 30 day stock market challenge, which that teaches uh, students up the grade up the grades 12, uh, how to invest in the stock market or how to start investing in the stock market, which is basically it's only three patterns you really need to learn. Um, one of my mentors in the stock market. Oh, my goodness. He um, I saw him do a, a trade where he made over three thousand dollars in three hours. And I really didn't know that making this kind of money is possible. But it just goes to show you that once you become educated, a lot of things are possible. But they don't teach you these things in the school system, um, which is exactly why I'm working to um, expand my financial literacy program so students can start to learn some of these things, um, at least after school, because you're not going to learn them in school and you're not going to learn them um, at the university. So we'll see what happens. Mr. Butler, whatever you do, have patience, but make progress. You'll notice the trademark on one of the slogans for one of my companies is patience and progress. And that was uh, just to remind myself always to have patience, but continue to make progress. All right. This is episode one. Look forward to talking to you. Look forward to uh, your comments. Go ahead and subscribe to my episodes and um, I'll be coming. I'm going to try to do it every Wednesday or every Monday. Um, at eight o'clock and um, I want to break down money and investing and um, we'll get it done. Talk to you soon.